Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sexual, sexual harassment. Sexual harassment. They have behaved badly. Repairing the damage will take a lot of time. Zero tolerance means consequences. For him to acknowledge what he did. And apologize. And apologize. And apologize. Welcome to another episode of Vet Story. I'm your host, Phil Briggs. And today we're going to tackle sexual misconduct in the workplace. The word sexual misconduct I've literally heard more times in the last two weeks than I've ever heard in my entire life. Good morning. Breaking news overnight. Matt Lauer has been terminated from NBC News. Bill O'Reilly's tenure at Fox News coming to an end Wednesday after a review of sexual harassment allegations. Louis C.K. has built one of the most successful careers in comedy. I'm a good father, I recycle, and I masturbate. Charlie Rose sexually harassed female employees for years. The 75-year-old is out of a job. Candidate Roy Moore faces allegations of preying on teenage girls decades ago. As she believes the women who have made complaints against 88-year-old Congressman John Conyers and any other women who have their own stories to tell. And she adds there should be a zero-tolerance policy towards sexual harassment. The House is moving ahead on legislation to require anti-sexual harassment training. People from Peoria, Illinois to, you know, New York, Los Angeles, they know Matt Lauer. I'm heartbroken for Matt. They might not know Harvey Weinstein, maybe they've never even heard of Louis C.K., but everybody knows Matt Lauer. This kind of, like, ratchets up what we've seen in the last two months. And those are just a few clips from literally dozens of times sexual harassment has been said in the evening news in the last two weeks. So we wanted to look at this from all sides. We wanted the male opinion, the female opinion, the military veteran opinion, and the civilian opinion. And luckily, within our ranks, we have them all. I'm a Navy veteran with decades of experience in rock radio. And our very own Get Help editor, Miss Kayla Jackson, is a journalist that recently got out of the Army. So welcome, Kayla. How you doing? I'm doing very well this morning. How are you? I am good. And, uh, you know, you and I see it all on the news every day. We see the news stories come across the wire. And it seems like in the last two weeks, there's been one kind of news story more than any other. And it's about these sexual harassment things. Uh, we've seen... Well, let's just review, okay? We, we've seen Hollywood producers. We've seen talk show hosts like Bill O'Reilly. We've seen comedians like Louis C.K. We've seen comedians slash politicians like Senator Hal Franken. Uh, we've seen morning show hosts of television shows like Charlie Rose. And then today... Matt Lauer has been terminated from NBC News. The and, list is endless, it seems. <laughs> you know, and it does seem endless, right? Um... And that's why I wanted to chat with you about it, because you and I are both veterans. Let me get your take on this. For once, it's one exhausting, you know, waking up every morning and it's like another one, another one, another one. Am I surprised? No. Am I happy? No. Am I happy that 
you know, these these people, you know, are getting their names out there. Yes. But also I'm I'm a little afraid that people are going to have a single idea of what a person who can commit sexual harassment or sexual assault looks like. And men are not limited to that. Right. Women can also sexually harass men, women, you know. And so that's my that's my other kind of take is that I don't want women to get on the sidelines and say, well, you know, women are there. They can't be they can only be victims. They can be perpetrators as well. Right. Um, and so that's something that I think also needs to be talked about, which is equally as important. You know, anyone getting some sort of inappropriate behavior, inappropriate touching, it's wrong, you know, no matter what gender you identify as. Yeah. Well, let's unpack some of that. First, we said you weren't surprised Mm -hmm. that yet another media mogul or another famous person Mm -hmm. falls from glory. Is it, in your experience, that men more often than not are just jerks out there and don't think twice about saying something sexual or don't think twice about making some kind of off-color joke? I mean, in your experience, have you seen a lot of this? Yeah, I definitely think it's the don't think twice part in the news. I'm not sort of surprised that it's a person in power, a celebrity talk show host, because at the end of the day, they're just they are just people. Right. And the same people who are, you know, in the public eye committing these acts. There's also people, you know, city workers and people who work corporate jobs and blue collar jobs who are committing the same acts. Have Um, you had it in offices you've worked in? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, mm. I mean, on the civilian side and on the military side, you get lewd jokes and inappropriate behavior. Um, sexual assault. No, Um, unless you categorize, you know, groping, unwanted touching in the club, which it can be. Right. right. Um, I've never like, you know, been to court over it. I just kind of, you know, give the guy a look, spat him on the hand and keep going my way. Um, but yeah, because I mean, in a nightclub environment, you expect there to be, for lack of a better word, in in the crowd every so often. Yeah. In the nightclub, I expect a drunken man, a drunken woman People not paying attention and, you know, dark lights, you know, music. Doing dumb stuff. Yeah, people just to feel a little more comfortable to do things. Right. Yes, it's irritating, it's unwanted, but I kind of brush it off. In a place of work where you expect people to be professional at all times. Right, that's, right. You know, not where things, um, those types of, those actions are expected. So it's definitely um, surprising in the sense that so many of these individuals are getting uncovered. And mm-hmm. I think... One by one, it's just another, you know, women are, and hopefully men also who have been sexually assaulted and sexually harassed will feel more power to be able to come forward because right. I'm like historically just as, as a woman, you know, no one wants to come forward because you don't want to be seen um, as a victim immediately. You're being seen as the person who caused it. You know, what were you wearing? What were you looking where, right. you know, were you imposing on, on the individual um, instead of saying, you know, what happened, mm-hmm. what really caused this, what did he say, what did she say, um, what was the environment, um, and so and there's a lot of conversation. Uh, to that, not to cut you off, but mm-hmm. uh, over coffee when we first got into the office this morning, I remember you saying something about like how it's a little different in corporate culture than it was in the military culture because in the military culture. The military isn't designed to be a how do you feel kind of place because at the end of the day, sometimes you'll be in an environment like a convoy in Iraq or Afghanistan and bullets start flying and you don't have time to be like, how's everybody feel here about this? Is this okay? Yeah. You know, people kind of have to suck it up. And because the combat scenario unfolds, oftentimes that translates into the office environment in the downtime Mm -hmm. and nobody wants to be seen as the weakling 
or the annoyance that's bringing up a problem in the office over some lewd comment mm-hmm. when at the end of the day, when the siren goes off, we ain't got time to worry about who was rude, who was lewd. We got to hurry up, lock and load and get ready to fight. Right. You know, there's always the joke about the hurt feelings report. Right. And you filing right. it and no one wants to seem um, like the the mission is not the priority, because, of course, you want everyone to be, you know, at their best, their best health. Right. Um, they're most attentive. And it's always what has to be done. The task, of course. But mm-hmm. on the backhand of that, it's hard to expect people to perform when they don't feel comfortable, when they don't feel respected, when they don't feel safe. Right. But in the military, I mean, we were speaking about it earlier. We've got cadences, which are, I think, quote unquote banned now, but I've sung many of them. <laughs> right, right. Um, you do know you, that, now, do you remember any of them? Because it's been years since I've been active duty. I'm trying to think. Can you remember any of those cadences? Let's see. You know, there's always the cadence about, you know, my girl's at home, I'm going off to war, or she's cheating on me, something like that. Um, or making inappropriate comments while I'm overseas, you know, getting another girl or something. And those type of things are indoctrinated into the culture. Mm. And it's hard to change that when it's how it was created in the first place, you know? You know, she brings up a good point. The military was started with that sort of mindset and the culture is changing, but evolution takes time. That's my colleague, reporter producer, Jake Hughes. And we're not quite there yet. And it's not an excuse But it's the fact of saying that we have to rebuild this culture almost from the ground up in certain respects. Jake is also a former drill instructor. Yeah, hey, hey, drill sergeant, not drill instructor. Thank you very much. I I was a drill sergeant. (laughs) Drill instructor is the Marine Corps. Army is the drill sergeant. Really? Okay. See, and I was in the Navy, so I don't even know what we call it. Yeah, what was that, RDC or something like that? I think it was like a... Camp counselor? (laughs) Camp counselor. What the hell, Go ahead. Tell me that story that you just told me over a cup of coffee. Okay. Well, uh, this was back when I was at Fort Riley, Kansas. Would have been 2004 or 2005, one of those two. Anyway, we were running on Custer Hill down the road, mm-hmm. and one of their soldiers get up, not from Mobile Corporal, kind of a dirtbag, but when he goes up there and starts singing this cadence that goes like this. Can I say the whole thing? Oh, d- yeah. Don't worry. It goes we'll- like this. Driving into town on a tank full of gas, mouth full of poop, handful of ass. And as he says it, and we're saying it back, we're like, mouthful of peace, a handful of ass. Right? We just kind of back up. And from behind us, we just hear, f***ing stop! We, you know, Uh-oh. the whole, you know, it's like, a, it was like a cartoon. We kind of accordion stopped and like ran into each other stopping. Right, right. And we turn around, there was a full bird, female full bird colonel with their female command sergeant major there. Ooh. Who just heard us sing that. And I've never seen a captain and a first sergeant get smoked until that moment. Wow. They were on, on the middle of the road with all these other companies running by us and watching first sergeant and CO and this corporal on the ground pushing. Well, they're just getting screamed at by this sergeant major. She mm-hmm. was just going off on them. And looking back, I understand why. Because if I had known, like I, I know that if they had known, they would not have called him up there to sing that cadence. Sure. It's not something that you do automatically and say, oh, yeah, that's fine. Come up and sing it. It's one of those things that catches you by surprise because, like I said before, the culture is shifting, but it's a slow process. And so there's still those remnants of that old way of thinking. Like there's another cadence that goes up. There's a marching cadence. Uh, They say that in the army, the girls are mighty fine. They look like Freddy Krueger and walk like Frankenstein. Uh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. so and, and then there's the whole yellow bird cadence and things like that. But 
it really is changing in that in the last when I was on the trail as a drill sergeant, we never sang cadence like that. All mm. of it, it was just it was airborne. It was ranger. Right, right, it right. It was I snuck some tanker ones in there because I used to be a tanker, you know. But uh, we never sang those things because we know now it's inappropriate, and it's good that we're bringing these new soldiers into the army, knowing right that that kind of thing is inappropriate. Amazing how though it cultivated over what 200 years yeah right and that just in the last couple years we're finally seeing the beginnings of a little bit of change it is kind of surprising to me that it took this long and really we have uh females to thank for it now hopefully this will translate into the civilian and the corporate culture and it might be a good thing if the ceo or the vp with the corner office could come out and drop a few guys for acting like a that would you know that would be fantastic. Would you love to see somebody come out of like accounting and be like, hey, you know, Jones, what the hell did you say? Down, give me a hundred. Beat your face. Beat your face. Yeah, that'd be great. As the military, as members of the military get out and re-enter the corporate world and enter the business world, we're bringing those values with us. Awesome, brother. Hey, man, your two cents always spends like a nickel here. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Congressman Conyers has served our Congress for more than five decades. All I want from the Congressman is for him to acknowledge uh, what he did and apologize for me, to me, for calling me a liar. Good morning. Troubling allegations. More women come forward with accusations against Matt Lauer. Some of what is being said about me is untrue or mischaracterized, but there is enough truth in these stories to make me feel embarrassed and ashamed. And we talked about it earlier. These men, you have a mom, you have an aunt, you have a grandma, a daughter, a right. niece. Would you want someone to, to speak to them in this way? So why do you feel comfortable acting out or saying certain things? And I feel like if someone would just take a second to think about it, then they would have a total total change of heart. You would hope. I think it's good that some of these mighty are falling for acting a fool. You know, Senator Al Franken, I don't care if you were a comedian or not when you did that. You had somebody take a picture of you hooter honking some, a right. model that was asleep on a C-130. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, you, you a grown-ass man. You should know better than that. Right. But my curiosity to discuss with you next is we don't have a lot of details about some of these things. We just hear that there were sexual, there were allegations of sexual harassment against this individual. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, Charlie Rose is fired. The next thing you know, Louis C.K., Matt Lauer being fired over sexual impropriety. And I never hear the definition of impropriety. You never Mm -hmm. hear what it was. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine some of that's to defend the anonymity Mm -hmm. of the person that's bringing about the complaint. But did celebrity XYZ most recently get fired because he told an inappropriate joke or did they literally say to XYZ employee, you know, Hey, my wife is not home this weekend. We could go home and have a whole pile of sex. Mm -hmm, I mean, that would be wrong, but is off color joke wrong. And I want to ask you as a woman, where is that line? You know, if a guy's throwing around, the word jugs instead of breasts or he's, you know, making some off color comments like that. Like, where is that line? Mm-hmm. I think 
it's challenging because I think on one hand you have like textbook definition, right? right. Assault, any unwanted touching and any sort of like private area, right? Harassment, sure. any sort of inappropriate name calling behavior. I mean, people, we know what slang words, right? Are right. Right. And I think, but on the other half of that, um, it's a slippery slope because not everyone has that same line of demarcation. You know, what, mm-hmm. what is, um, you know, inappropriate to me may not be inappropriate to the next woman. If it's my, you know, if it's a close guy friend, if it's some of the guys at my unit, I may or may not be a little bit more accepting of it because we're close or he, Han, you know, we're joking. That's what goes on. Right. But it's also on the other half of that. It's like, okay, where, where is like the line where it's like, okay, too much is too much. But I think when you're talking about a professional organization and, and a workplace, you have to have a clear, because you want people to be, you know, comfortable. Right. And I think whether you're, you know, saying t- or this and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like, no one should be speaking in that way, ideally, in the workplace anyway. I'm all for joking, you know, you know, making fun of stuff. But at the same time, if you don't nip it in the bud the first time, and right. you kind of create a culture where people don't know where the line is. And I think, like you're saying, we're not really seeing the details. And, of course, I, I'm sure part of that is the privacy of the person. Yeah. But we also have to talk about it in terms of, like, what's going to be moving forward. So these people are getting fired, but what did they do so that, that these companies, these organizations moving forward, hey, maybe we need to have more, more interactive sexual assault, sexual harassment you know, classes in the beginning. Maybe it needs to be more than just you sign a contract. Maybe we need to have an actual conversation. You know, we know in the military we have SHARP in the Army, um, you know, classes and briefs, and of course, it's right. death by PowerPoint. Nobody pays attention. Nobody cares. Um, and I feel like that totally needs to be changed as well. But I feel like in order to make these changes, you have to have a conversation and say, hey, this is wrong. This isn't okay. Moving forward, if you, you know, do X, Y, and Z, you're going to be just like the list of these guys who are getting fired. Right. You know, that you see on TV. But, um, but isn't that, isn't that just making the seven deadly word list now like a list of 20 deadly words, mm-hmm. a list of 50 deadly words? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't it just making this list of things you can and can't say, can and can't joke about? Isn't mm-hmm. it just making it so incredibly long mm-hmm. that it's never going to be possible mm-hmm. to have a congenial, friendly workplace? Mm-hmm. Or should we, as a culture and as a society, be looking at this list of words saying, okay, your guy locker room humor was tolerated for the last, say, 500 years, Mm -hmm. but we're going to, 2017 forward, we're going to stop that. I think that's that's the hard part of it. But on top of that, see, you noticed you said guy locker room talk. But even that phrase, that culture, the guy locker room talk transforms past the locker room. It happens. Mm -hmm. You know, it gets and I know what you're talking about, but it also creates this culture and this conversation idea that if guys can say this and joke in the locker room, which they are. And I don't want to use the guys will be guys because that's not right. um, But it's going to transform into lives when they encounter young women, their mom, you know. Um, their aunt when they don't mean to slip up and say those types of jokes because right. they're so used to saying it. So on one point, on one hand, it's like, you know, you don't want to like slap people on the hand every time something happens till people feel like they can't even talk anymore. Right. You know, I get that. You know, we want to joke, we want to have fun, but at the same time, at the expense of what? Of making someone feel uncomfortable. I think they're, you know, I, I can say that the military has definitely created not the most appropriate sense of humor for me, so I blame the army. 
Um, <laughs> some days I'm okay with it. Some days I'm not. And specifically, you mean like you sometimes complete a sentence with, that's, that's what, what she, she said. said. Yeah, that's like my favorite line. <laughs> right, Part right. of that, I attribute that to The Office, which is my one of my favorite jokes. Um, my favorite, um, you know, TV shows. Also, part of that is the military. But do you've never heard me say that at work, though? I would never make that type of reference or joke at work because that's I good just, point. Good point. Because you're like, right, I haven't. Until you told me that you'd you use jokes ne- like that, never, I probably would have never, never guessed. Known. Right, and that's I think just a personal thing for me, and I would hope that other people would kind of think about that as well. Um, I mean, just me personally, I have a. I don't want to say like I have Hannah Montana like living double lives. But I feel like everyone should, you know, like you have a workplace. Right. Right. And then you have, you know, play with your friends, with your family. Right. Exactly. I wouldn't make a that's what she said joke around my mom. She would be disheartened and she will probably be disheartened when she hears this right. podcast. But. <laughs> no, but you and the girls having some cosmos right. at happy exactly. hour. Exactly. When I'm in cool. the group chat, hanging out with my friends, um, close friends, people that I know, hey, I can say X, Y, and Z word. We're not going to be offended. But if they are offended, I'm not going to be mad at them for calling me out on it Right. at the same time. And so I think people have to, to kind of have a personal line for themselves and say, hey, I'm at work. You know, I'm in my unit. This isn't appropriate. This isn't OK. And be totally open to people saying, hey, you, you know, that had me offended. You know, I didn't really like the way you said it. and be like, yeah, that's fine. Mm, okay. You know, keep keep it to keep it to the the guys, keep it to the girls and just just move on, you know. But, but out the workplace. Right. Definitely. Let's try to start it up a little bit more. Yeah. We're not saying that we're going to have a new moral common denominator that is set by right. Sister O'Reilly and the rest of the nuns. Right. I'm but, not trying to say, you know, let's put a plaque on the wall and no, 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 but you have to be more conscious conscious of the the words you say the, right. the jokes you make and how that may or may not make other people feel um and do you feel as though maybe this is pop culture this is our society going from adolescence to young adulthood now where we're realizing that like maybe we got away with the sense of humor of a seventh grader forever mm-hmm. in both the casual setting and the work setting do you think this is maybe us with a growing pain trying to grow the hell up I would hope, but I think really only part of that is because, you know, media technology, you can see everything now, which is everything. Just because it's on TV, now people know about this issue and this social issue, and this makes people upset, and this I need to care about. But it's been happening for years and years and years. Right. So my hope is that, you know, not only will people see this on the news, but the conversation will continue, just like you and I are, you know, going back and forth now, um, but they can create a conversation where... They can have some, you know, introspective thinking and be like, okay, okay, maybe the time I made that joke, not the best thing. Do I need to like talk to a coworker, talk to a friend and say, hey, did I offend you when I made that? And right, you know, right, right. And it's fine. And, you know, everyone makes mistakes, move forward, apologize. And let's, you know, let's keep workplace happy. You know, everyone wants to be comfortable. People want to be friends. But um, you also want to make sure that, you know. No one, no one at the same time is uncomfortable or feels victimized by, you know, something mm. somebody said. So it's a slippery slope, like I said. And I think we're going to learn one firing at a time. Who's going to be next? I don't know. I we've don't had know. ABC, <laughs> we've had ABC. We have NBC. We've had CBS. We've had Fox News. Uh, who's falling at ABC next? I don't know. Right. But we're going to see somebody else, again, overstep the line. And hopefully we'll all learn where that line is. Kayla Jackson, Get Help Editor for ConnectingVets.com. I I always love talking to you because, you know, you're younger than I am, but you're really insightful. So thank, thank you, you so much, Bill. <laughs> sharing with me from the woman's perspective. Good talking to you, Kayla. Thank you.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.